lights, furnished with plain desks and chairs and tables, upon which rested the sleekest new wireless equipment. Smooth grey Bakelite, black metal, the vanilla glow of illuminated dials. Dedicated women and men would sit, their ears clamped in warm headphones, in a strange half-world. The signals they were receiving might occasionally have been actual voices, although more often they were the abstract monotone dots and dashes of Morse. But these coded messages represented chillingly implacable determination, explosive anger and frustration, intrigue and intelligence, and sometimes even the poignant laughter of fear. Wherever in the world the operative was working, from England's south coast to the Orkneys, from Murmansk to Cairo, from Mombasa to Delhi to Hong Kong, the two a.m. watches were the worst. For Victor Newman in Colombo, nocturnal watches might be disrupted by mighty storms, violent rain smashing down on woven palm-leaf roofs. In Alexandria, apart from the perpetual banes of dust and sand and flies, night shifts for special wireless operator Bob Hughes would sometimes be made impossible by distant thunder, which would create agonizing feedback this terrible crackling in the headphones. In Singapore, Joan Dinwoody suffered from the relentless suffocating heat, the perspiration running into her shoes. Meanwhile, in the middle of the Indian Ocean, on the tiny, barely inhabited Cocos Islands, 19-year-old Peter Budd would start a night shift by walking to his listening station through the profound and eerie darkness of the palm trees, taking great care to avoid the lethal insect life whose venom had completely paralyzed one of his predecessors. In every station, the listeners had one thing in common. They worked punishing round-the-clock rotors, with after-effects that some would continue to suffer years after the war. This was as true for those working deep in the familiar English countryside as those in far-off lands. But their work was more than crucial. These young people were intercepting coded messages sent by the Germans, seeking out and faithfully transcribing the chaos of communications first scrambled by the Enigma encryption machines, with their almost countless permutations, and then sent via radio on ever-elusive frequencies. The listeners would pluck apparently random letters from the air, and having instantly translated them from Morse, send them on to the British codemakers based at Station X, otherwise known as the requisitioned country house of Bletchley Park in Buckinghamshire. Some listeners, particularly the...